Dress? The History of Fashion is a production of iHeartRadio. With over 7 billion people in the world, we all have one thing in common. Every day, we all get dressed. Welcome to Dressed, the History of Fashion, a podcast that explores the who, what, when of why we wear. We are fashion historians and your hosts, Cassidy Zachary and April Callahan. Dressed listeners, I am very happy to report that I am back on the beat for you. (laughs) And the beat I'm referring to is the science and technology beat, which I love. Earlier this week, we chatted with Helen Jean of the Phoenix Art Museum about their current exhibition generation paper, Fast Fashion of the 1960s, which features quote-unquote paper fashions from the latter portion of that decade. And we ended that conversation with the discussion of the innovative paper products used in this trend, which often mimicked the look and feel of paper, but were in fact cutting-edge new scientific developments in non-woven textiles. Yeah, and while it goes without saying that fashion loves novelty decade in and decade out, the newest fangled oddity that science can muster often finds its way into what we wear. So, you know, during the 1930s, there was this short-lived craze for cellophane garments. 30 years later, the new fashion trend was for quote-unquote paper dresses. And most recently, we have become familiar with the use of 3D printing in fashion And even most recently, spray on fashion at Paris Mm -hmm. Fashion Week, which we are (laughs) definitely going to talk about on an upcoming FHN. But if we told you, dress listeners, that very soon, not only could you indulge your desire for garments made from the latest in modern materials, you could do it while simultaneously doing your part and proactively cleaning up the environment. Well, that would be perhaps the greatest win-win novelty of them all. That's right. And I was thrilled to learn about some fascinating new technology being explored by the Swiss athletic wear brand On, which produces ethical running apparel and footwear. And get this, listeners, their newest project might just be bringing carbon emissions into your closet. Now, now, don't freak (laughs) out. I was like, say what? (laughs) This is not a bad thing. This is actually a good thing. Um, This technology that we're going to learn more about today holds the potential to literally revolutionize the substance of fashion by capturing CO2 waste at the source before it can be released into the atmosphere. And of course, as we all know, the staggering excess of CO2 generated in part by large-scale industrial production the world over is one of the main causes of the greenhouse gas effect and, in turn, climate change. However, via some pretty cool cutting-edge science, today we are going to learn about the technology that is already processing CO2 waste for the betterment of the planet, and that's by converting it into viable materials for use for wearables and beyond. And today we are so pleased that Niels Altroga joins us to discuss On's work in this arena and how their proof of concept might be applied across the fashion industry at large. Niels is the head of technology innovation for On, which is an award-winning company founded by Olivier Bernard, Casper Copetti, and David Alman in 2010. On's new line, Clean Cloud, incorporates, quote, a new high-performance foam created by using carbon emissions as a raw material. Niels, we obviously cannot wait to hear more. Welcome to Dress. Niels, thank you so much for joining us today on Dressed. Great to be here. Thanks. 
I'm quite intrigued about what your company is up to. Um, Before we get to that, could you tell us a little bit about your personal history and also your journey leading up to joining on and the role that you play there? Sure, of course. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm with the company since uh, basically eight years, what is for in, in, in the timeline of on a very long time. Um, joining directly fresh from university back then. And when I joined, the company had around 30 to 40 employees only. So coming in really in a startup spirit. And, and from then we were growing. Today we are over 1,750 people. Um, went through different kind of jobs. And I was always responsible for research and innovation in the area of technology. Uh, and today heading the so-called technology innovation team uh, which is responsible for how does products look in the future and how are they going to be manufactured. And we are talking here about the year 2025, 26, to even 2030. So this is the area uh, I, I'm dealing with. And innovation really is at the core of what ON is all about. Could you tell us a little bit about the founder's impetus for founding the company and its premise? Founded in 2010, um, the founders were not really happy, right? With what, what is on the market from a footwear perspective? And definitely from the beginning on, it was about creating performance products. Mm-hmm. And step by step, we realized, hey, we are growing so fast. So we also have an impact. So creating the highest performance products uh, with the lowest possible impact was always a core of our company. And in the end, our our vision is not only make products and selling shoes, it is about igniting the human spirit through movement. Mm -hmm. So everything what has to to do with that, it's about movement. It's about the core of basically humanity. It's about our environment, which is basically the playground, because when we don't have the playground, we do not need any shoes to, to run around with. So all of this is covering by by this vision. Mm -hmm. And I was incredibly impressed with the level of transparency that is on the company's website. Um, Before we agree to kind of do like corporate interviews, I I always take a deep dive into what it is that they're up to. Could you tell us a little bit about what you look for in your global partnerships and who is it that you're working with around the globe to produce your products? So, I mean, I can especially speak about our innovation partners because this is a, a, a topic I'm, I'm dealing with every day. And here it's really about long-term partnerships and partnerships which help us to, to scale innovation in the right way. So when you have a look at our very ambitious goals regarding, for example, reducing our footprint in the company by 55% till uh, 2030, right? Then we understand the industry cannot go on as it did so far. Mm-hmm. So we have to change something. And this is why we have to pe- um, pioneering in technology. And for that, we have to discover new technologies. We have to apply it. We have to scale it up and we have to do it fast. And this is the most important thing. So we need no, uh, partners who are committing to scaling up innovation fast together with us. And I mean, very important for this is transparency and also then the long-term mindset, right? This is not a sprint, this is a marathon. Right. 
of your most recent partners, Lands Attack and Borealis, have been up to mind-blowing innovations. Might you summarize what they do and how what ON does? How do you connect with them? Sure. On the one hand, we have Lanzatec. This is a young company uh, out of the biochemical field. And they developed a technology which converts carbon emissions from industrial off-gases into fuels and chemicals. So they uh, call it carbon recycling. So it's taking basically a waste stream and making something valuable out of it. And on the other hand, we have other company called uh, Borealis based in uh, Austria and is one of the world leading companies in the area of so-called polyolefins. These are plastics which are widely used in the area of healthcare, packaging, consumer goods, uh, mobility, uh, infrastructure. And also they help us to make the materials for our shoes and especially the midsole foam, which gives you the great cushioning. So this is a great example. Lanzatech, a very young, agile company with a disruptive technology. And then we have with Borealis, a partner who has uh, definitely a long time experience in the industry, but wants to change something. And whereas with Lanzatech, we uh, rather take and capture the carbon emissions convert it. In the end, Borealis is doing for us the end material. Yeah. And I'd love to know a little bit more about that capture process. Where are the carbon emissions being captured from? And how does that turn into a physical product? Yeah, this is a very exciting question. Um, and the process works like that. So the carbon emissions are captured from industrial off-gases at the source. So, for example, from a steel mill or for a, from a concrete plant. So we capture emissions that usually would go into the atmosphere. And these emissions are captured and then turned uh, by a fermentation process into ethanol, which is alcohol. So the process is like uh, beer brewing. Yeah. So it's based on bacteria. And this is the best explanation for the process of Lanzatech. Yeah, this is incredibly fascinating to me and and exciting at the same time. So after the fermentation process occurs, what is the next step? Yeah, so after the fermentation process, we have an alcohol called ethanol. And this ethanol is then transformed in the next step to the monomer called ethylene. And the monomer, very easy to understand, is the smallest puzzle part of a plastic Mm -hmm. or a polymer. So we are having this monomer then um, after another chemical step. And here then Borealis comes in. They are taking the monomer and polymerizing or making the final plastic out of it, which then we take and manufacture into a midsole. This is incredible. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Yeah, I mean, when we've for the very first time heard about it, it was the same, right? For us, it was only the idea, hey, every material in the world is made out of carbon atoms. Where do we have a lot of carbon atoms? In carbon emissions, in CO2, in carbon monoxide. So why not using them? And then by researching, how could we translate into this into the material? We came across Lanzatech and then learned about the technology, which really is changing the way of how we treat carbon emissions. Mm -hmm. For sure. 
So, so how is on incorporating carbon tech into your current offerings? So very important to understand, this is a complete new technology. What we are doing right now is showing the world that's possible. So pioneering in technology. So there are so many people who said it will not work, right? And in the end, this is not only a material innovation, it's a supply chain innovation, an innovation in an area where the industry is focusing on crude oils. So at the moment, we are showing everyone this is possible. We are pioneering in technology. And in the future, our goal is definitely to scale it up and equip as many people as possible with shoes made out of carbon emissions. The thing is, we have to build this new supply chain first. And this is why, as a first step, we now show it is possible and it's definitely worth it to, to invest. Right. And, and the line of products that are going to incorporate this technology will be launched by the time this episode airs. So it's coming very soon. And I think that line within your company's offerings is called Clean Cloud. One of the other things that you're doing uh, within the company that I found quite fascinating is a recycling subscription. Mm -hmm. Could you speak a little bit about uh, this process of recycling footwear, how that works? And also, will the clean cloud products also fit into that model? Yes, sure. The program is called Cyclone. And this hits or, or targets our, our second big mission to 2030. On the one hand, we want to uh, walk away from fossil resources. So clean cloud is definitely an initiative here. On the other hand, we want to become a circular company and transfer a linear industry into a circular one. And uh, with Cyclone, we, are, we have launched this first program where people can subscribe to, to getting a shoe. So the Cloud Neo, it's the first model in this program, and this is a shoe you will never own. So if you run in it, and basically the lifetime of the shoe is over, you have to send it back and you immediately get the next one. This shoe is uh, the innovation behind it. It's made out of one polymer family. So the beauty of it, you can recycle it in one piece without separation needed. Wow. And this is nearly the first of its kind. And it's, it's definitely a project uh, which shows in the industry what is possible. Mm-hmm. Well, it's all about design intentionality, right? So I feel like a lot of like, quote unquote, fashion and garment recycling right now is trying to figure out how to recycle what's already been made. You guys are like 97 steps ahead of the game. You're, you're designing the items with the recycling process already figured out. Correct. I mean, just um, thinking about what is needed to create a circular economy, we can just speak about the product already for hours, right? Design for recycling, manufacture for recycling. All this has to be innovated because it's not there at the moment. But in addition to this, there's a full business innovation. How do you motivate people to send products back? Or also that they understand that it's so important that a worn-out product still has value. And all of this has to be incorporated. It is basically uh, not only a material or product innovation, but also business innovation. And one important thing to understand is not all products in the future will be only made out of one polymer family, at least not within the next two, three years. So we are also working a lot on making all our other products uh, recyclable. 
podcast. As you know, we are going to be expanding our fashion history travel offerings this year. Mm -hmm. So you better bet that I'm going to be brushing up on my language skills with Rosetta Stone. With more than 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and so many more, that world out there is practically at the tip of your tongue. And that's right, dress listeners. For more than 30 years, Rosetta Stone has been the expert in language learning. There are no English translations, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language, which is incredible. You learn by immersion, and their programs are available to use on your desktop or as an app. And let's not forget that there is an amazing built-in true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation, so you learn the proper accent from the very start. For a limited time, dress listeners, you can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off by visiting rosettastone.com forward slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com forward slash today. Dress listeners, we often refer to ourselves on the show as dress detectives, but what if we told you that you could travel back in time and solve your own fashionable mysteries? Because you can, by joining us in playing June's Journey. And April, I can't tell you how much fun I've had playing June's Journey. It's this <laughs> hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story. It takes you back to the glamour and intrigue of the 1920s with this diverse cast of characters. And basically, each new scene takes you further into the story of a thrilling murder mystery that sets the main protagonist, June Parker, on a quest to solve the murder of her sister and uncover her family's many secrets. You will sleuth with June in the antique parlors of New York, the chic sidewalks of Paris, and you can even build your own luxury island estate where you get to decorate and plant decadent gardens. And there's also a chat and challenge feature where you can play alongside friends. So join us, dress listeners, in putting on your detective hats and escape to a bygone age of mystery, danger, and romance. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. One of the interesting things as I was reading up about this carbon capture technology is, of course, you're not the only company that is that is incorporating this. You guys are on the very, very, very leading cutting edge in terms of the fashion industry, but some other industries are using it as well. Do you have any favorites that you would like to mention? Or because you are so far ahead of the game, I'm curious if there are any promising developments on the horizon that just haven't hit mass production yet? So on the one hand, I think what is very exciting is the transfer of carbon emissions into fuel mm -hmm. for jet fuels, but also for uh, the automotive industry and packaging industry. Why packaging industry? Because you can have a massive impact here, right? Packaging is, is everywhere. But what like is the most interesting, for example, about um, shoes or apparel or other, other goods in this area is that you can store the carbon emissions for longer time. So something not only used for a very short amount of time, the carbon emissions you capture, you store them for a, a longer time. And this is, I think, what the goal should be. And this also brings us to the point, let's make our products as durable as possible. That's fascinating. So when you say you can store them for a longer amount of time, how long? So at the moment, 
And that comes here. We are coming back to your question about is clean cloud recyclable? And I didn't answer it before, but as we want to take back majority of our products till, till the end of the decade, when the clean cloud is, clear, uh, is scaled up, one goal is 100% to take the clean cloud material back and then also turn it into new materials by recycling. This is also one ambition of our big partners, Borealis, who is doing in the end the material called EVA for us. Mm -hmm. So this is important to consider. 100%, we want to take the products back and, and close the loop. This is so exciting. Again, as I was saying earlier, I can't wait to see this launch, not just with you guys, but hopefully spread throughout the industry. If our listeners would like to learn a little bit more about your products or the company Ethos, where can they find you? So very easy. Uh, on our website, on-running.com or our Instagram channel. Here you find all the information about our sustainability initiatives, uh, where we stand in, in terms of uh, reaching climate goals, but of course, also about uh, everything about our products. Yeah. And I have to say, ever since I've been kind of like in, in conversation about chatting with you guys, I have noticed so many people wearing on sneakers around New York City. So I see people on the subway like every other day or so wearing them. So they are, they are here. <laughs> it is great to hear. And yeah, we try to to uh, bring this out of the world. And think, I think we still have a lot of potential and uh, we just hope that people dream on. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for all your efforts. And we can't wait to see what On is up to in the future. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Niels, thank you for that fascinating insight into the future. The future is now. Mm -hmm. I mean, it goes without saying that this technology is super inspiring and its potential is so exciting. And at the same time, it really shows us that these novel methods and materials are very much part of the realm of possibility today and that there are greater issues at play when it comes to their mass adoption by the industry. Supply chain issues are just but one of the many hurdles new materials such as these carbon emission-based materials face. And another is convincing industry and consumers alike that investing money into these endeavors and products is worth it. And if you would like to learn more about On's Clean Cloud Shoes, we'll be sure to post a link in our show notes to their website where they further detail the process for us. So you dress listeners can vote with your own dollar should you so choose. I think that does it for us today, dress listeners. May you consider how to leave the planet a better place via your shopping habits next time you get dressed. Remember, we love hearing from you. So if you'd like to write to us, you can do so by emailing us at dress at iheartmedia.com. You can also DM us on Instagram at dress underscore podcast, which is where we post images and reels accompanying each week's episodes. If you would like to take the time to rate and review us on your podcast listening platform of choice, we always appreciate it. Just like we appreciate our producers, Casey Pagram, Holly Fry, and everyone else at iHeartRadio that makes this show possible each week. More Dress coming your way on Tuesday. Dress the History of Fashion is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you listen to your favorite shows.